Hi, hey there. What's up, cutie? My name is Brittany Marie, and you're listening to My Next Era, the cheeky rom-comantic podcast for rebellious dreamers and creative misfits. This is the show where we're talking about facing what you resist. We talk about becoming the person that you are becoming and embracing all of the eras, whether they are cheeky, whether they are romantic, whether they are feminine, girly, too much, extra, temporary, just for now, for, for forever, whatever these eras are to take them up in full form and full force so you can live life with all of that goodness and juiciness and loveliness and romance in between. I'm just rambling, but if you like those vibes, then you're at the right place. And I want to start off by sharing a review that I have been sitting with and I have been looking at and I have been holding in my heart for a few months now since the launch of this show. This was shared on Apple Podcast, Meatball D, (laughs) gave this amazing five-star review. My next era of favorite podcasts. OMG, I love this podcast. It's only just started, but I just can't wait for more. Brittany Marie has the best vibes and I already want to be BFFs. I love the vulnerability that she shares and it makes me feel so seen. Also, her voice. Thank you, Meatbaldi. I really appreciate that. I've been wanting to find a sweet, uh, great moment to share that review and uh, let you know how amazing it made me feel that we were in simpatico with each other, that this podcast is your companion and that we're moving through these eras together. If you would like your review to be shared on the show, I would love to share it. If you want to send me a cheeky voice note, do that through the link down below. You can also do it through Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. I would love to have your guys' engagement, your thoughts showcased on the show so we can actually be having conversations around these big ideas that I'm moving through and that you're moving through, that we're moving through together as we step into the people that we are becoming. And I would also love to know, how is the resistance audit treating you? If you're just tuning in for the first time, the resistance audit is something that I have for free. You can scroll down below and get that link to it. But it is a, uh, basically, it's just kind of a, a journal guide. It's a Notion template. It's free. And what you do is you write down, it's deep work, <laughs> but it's empowering work. And what you do is you write down all of the things that you are resisting all of the things that you uh, keep putting on tomorrow's to-do list, the things that you will not do today, the things that you are scared to step forward and take ownership of, writing all of those things down, as well as getting really clear on who it is that you are becoming, what it is that you're working for, and also honoring exactly what you are doing that's top tier right now. We can't just look at the shadow without looking at the light. It's about finding the balance and that in between. When we identify the things that we are resisting, then we have the empowerment, we have the ability, we have the awareness to be able to move past them and move past them in a way that serves us but it only works if you actually sit down and do the process. There's other amazing bits in there as well. You know, external forces that are holding you back. What are patterns that you are repeating and which keeps you from becoming that person that you are becoming? And what exactly do you need to be focusing on right now? You can't focus on everything. You can't work on everything. But knowing what to prioritize in order to give yourself the love and the care that you are worthy of, that you need, is so crucial, especially when we're looking at the claiming your power era. If you want to reclaim your power, download the resistance audit, 
Stop keeping yourself back from manifesting and bringing in the desires that you have in your life. If you allow yourself to do the hard work, you will get there. And the claiming your power era, it's full of hard work. It's full of big ideas. It's full of self-reflection. We have been holding some big, <laughs> big conversations and ideas within these last few weeks. I, these last, honestly, this, this whole entire show, <laughs> that's all we've been doing. And, and honestly, look, here's the situation. This episode, it's, it's not going to be any different. I think, I think though, that this is going to have potentially the biggest punch. It's, it's given me the biggest punch at least. So my intention is just to dig right in, give it straight to ya. Let's just talk it out. And then I'm going to let all of us, oof, like girl, <laughs> I'm going to even let me, I need the space to really sit with this for a moment. Uh, I, I have been for the last few days and it's, it's kind of some tough stuff. It feels like the perfect conversation to be having and to be releasing on a leap year on this magical day of a portal. Look, I just want to speak on that real quick. I understand. <laughs> I understand the way that a leap year works and that we get all of these extra time and all these extra little minutes in every single day and we just kind of bring it in every four years and plop it onto a leap year. But how does that work? I know, I know that's how it works, but like also how does that work? It's, a, it's an entire day. It's an entire day. How do all of those little moments, those little minutes, those little acute, how does all of this accumulate into an entire day where the sun rises, it lives, it hangs out, we do our things, the moon comes, we sleep. How do we have an entire space of this for one day? To me, a leap year, this day, April 29th, is a day full of magic. It's a day of an open portal. And there's nothing like opening the portal within yourself, like claiming your power. But it is not easy. And I know that we know it's not easy because if it was easy, we already would have done it. <laughs> but we have to really acknowledge that this is not easy work. And in fact, I don't even think it's simple work. I think it's, I think claiming your power, you can say it simply, that doesn't make something simple. That doesn't make it something to where you just got two or three steps and it's done. It takes dedication. There's a reason why in the novels that we read, it takes 300 pages for us to see our main characters step into their power. It is a journey and they had to go through so much backstory to even get to this moment in time. We have to be more compassionate with ourselves. And so I want to start with this. The biggest lesson I am continually learning, and I, I don't feel that I have fully embodied this yet, but, but the biggest lesson from these last six months that I have experienced is that I do not have to push myself into being ready. I don't have to push myself into being at the climax of my story. Either I'm prepared or I'm not. Either I've processed my emotions or I haven't. But only I can decide whether or not I'm ready. So as always, dear listeners, please listen to this conversation, especially this conversation, because I'm 
not exactly sure what's going to come out of my mouth, but I have a feeling I might get a little preachy. I might get a little aggressive. (laughs) I might be a bit too passionate just because I am feeling this deeply. This era that I am sharing with you right now, in the previous episodes, those eras, those are things that I had already been thinking about for a while. This is the first era that I'm sharing with you in which I am sharing something that I am experiencing right now in this moment. So we are walking into this truly together. So listen to what I'm saying with that grain of salt. This era of reclaiming my power, it is the threshold I feel that I'm finally ready to cross. I've been talking so much about it and now is the time. I'm not sure if I have gotten into this on this show. Um, I think that I've hinted at it. I think I've talked about my chronic stress But what I haven't specifically identified is that I have CPTSD. It's something that I've had for most of my life, but I only came into discovery of me having this within the last year. So it's very new to my brain. It's so new to me that for about these last three months, I kind of completely forgot. (laughs) It just poof went out my brain. I just completely forgot that I had it. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder is complicated, obviously, to say the least. And it does not affect everyone who has it. Not everyone is going to respond in the same way, which, look, I know we know, but I, I think it's important to say and to clarify because if you have experienced trauma, and that's regardless if it's CPTSD level or not, but if you have experienced trauma, although we technically and situationally will respond differently to our triggers. So many of us do carry actually a similarity in how we do respond in that the behavior that we are expressing is irrational for others, but it is rational for us. Let me say that again. If you have experienced trauma and you are behaving in what someone else would define as irrational, That's none of your business. And that's because it's rational for you. The rules are not the same for you. The rules are not the same for me. We do not have to react. We do not have to emote. We do not have to process like someone else who has not experienced those traumas. That's not to say that we aren't mindful, that we aren't kind, that we aren't considerate of those around us and how our behavior is affecting them and also how our behavior is affecting us and making sure that we're treating ourselves kindly. But I mean to say that if, for instance, if it is taking you months to get over something that would take someone else maybe a couple weeks, okay, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's your process and it's your emotions. It's your journey. Sometimes we have to feel something over and over and over again in order to fully process it. That doesn't mean torture yourself by making yourself think about something and making yourself feel so deeply into that hurt that you are experiencing, but just that if it's taking you time 
then it takes you time. Then that's what you need. You can't deny your needs and you can't base your needs off of the people that are around you. You have to base your needs off of you, off of your sense of I, off of your experiences after what you've gone through. Just because someone else would claim what you're going through is irrational doesn't mean that it is irrational. What's irrational to someone else is rational to you. So stop being mean to yourself. Stop being cruel. Stop creating limitations on what is acceptable for you to go through your healing and your journey of stepping into the person that you are becoming. I have been thinking a lot about how I've I've reached this the six month mark where in so many ways I thought that I would have walked into this <laughs> magical world of choice that that my world was of my choosing and that I wanted to live my life a certain way and so I I made this big decision in order for that to happen and six months snap that's when it was going to occur. That's when it was going to come into fruition. That's when it was all going to come to be. This is a world that I was just going to walk through within six months where my struggles were gone and the, the hardships in front of me were the, the challenges I was excited to sign up for, that I was excited to face, that I was impassioned to move through. I, I thought that by the end of this, these six months, I would be away from all of this struggle and I would be in this sense of like glory. <laughs> I don't know, like this aha, just again, this, this magic. And I put a time limitation on what I needed to emotionally go through and process for me in order to do this. And that that meanness, that cruelty that I was just speaking on, I'm realizing how deeply I have been giving that to myself. How mean I've been to myself and unfair. I was in such an extreme state of delusion. And I know that I've talked about this a little bit in the previous episode in the storytelling era with our wonderful guest, Taylor LaCourse. But being in that delusion, I, you know what, I have to tell you, um, I actually am really grateful for it. I'm really grateful for that delusion, even though here at the six month mark at this, this point that those changes haven't been made changes have occurred and they wouldn't have occurred if I hadn't actually held on to this belief. If I hadn't held on to this belief, then I wouldn't have accomplished all that I have within this time, which is a lot. There is so much growth that I can't put my finger on. It's intangible because it's not about metrics. It's not about how much weight I've lost. It's not about how much energy I feel in my day. It's not about how many friends I have. It's not about how much time I spend on Discord talking to those friends. It's not about how much money I'm making. It's not about whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not about any of those tangible things. Although I am grateful, although I am appreciative, although those are significant 
the most impactful and amazing parts of my growth are the intangible pieces because they have to do with my identity. They have to do with my belief in self. They have to do with what makes me, me and how much I'm willing to love exactly who I am, not six months from now, but in this exact moment. If I did not have that delusion, I wouldn't have seen myself grow and begin to blossom and build these amazing friendships throughout this time. I wouldn't have been able to face the truth of my life and accept I was aware, but at the time I did not accept and I do now that I am the creator of it and that it's not about all these outside circumstances. All of these outside circumstances invite me to respond, invite me to take action, invite me to move forward in a certain specific way. But those do not make up who I am. My response makes up who I am. What I practice, what I pursue, what I believe makes me who I am, makes me the creator of what I have of my life. And, and I'm realizing now that, that although I have seen these amazing, wonderful changes that I just went on and on and on about, I, I needed this time, I needed the entirety of those six months to simply prepare to reclaim my power. I had to do some serious foundational work to be ready to take this leap. And without that delusion, without the belief that poof, Everything was just going to magically come to be. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. I didn't quite think of it that way. But essentially, you know, putting this limitation on the six-month time period, yeah, in a way, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like poof, you know. That's how I thought about this magic, this way I was going to live my life. If I didn't have the delusion, I would not have been able to prepare. I don't think that I would have even tried to change my life. I don't think that I would have even went for this because it's been so incredibly difficult facing it every single day. I think, and maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit, but I think if I didn't have this delusion, I would have been too overwhelmed to perhaps even try because I suffer from chronic stress and for PTSD. I'm still doing so much learning on how to navigate through these companions that's what they, they that's kind of what they are they're these companions in my life that need that need attention that need care and I don't always know how to do that but I'm learning and all I can do is show up to the learning and do my best whatever capacity that best is for that day my best is not going to be the same every single day but my heart and my willingness to show up makes a huge difference in what that best becomes. So I am grateful for the delusion. I am grateful because now that I have prepared, I'm ready. I am ready. These these big moves, these big changes, these big um, kind of this giant experiment that I'm about to leap head and first into. I'm just, oh my God, I'm so excited. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm surrendering. I'm finally following this advice, this wisdom, this, this knowledge that I have held in my heart for years, but never could embody, could never truly do. And I am choosing to believe more fully than I have ever before, 
more fully because I'm not approaching my belief with delusion now. I am approaching my belief. I hold my belief with trust. Trust in source, trust in my friendships, trust in my work, trust in my creativity, trust in my lifestyle, trust in my practices, trust in myself. I trust me and that I will always be able to find my way through. If you want to follow me along on this journey, on me stepping into my power, me claiming my power, me finally facing these truths and really getting into what aligns with me, I'll give you a small taste in that I, as a multi-passionate, am finally niching down. (laughs) I don't really have the capacity to get fully into that. But I am niching down and a big part of that is niching down into storytelling marketing and getting booked out as a service provider for your offerings with a wait out list. That is what I am focusing on. That's what I am drilling into. And I feel so excited to be making these changes within Dreamstruck Studio. There are other changes that I'm making within my life, within my structure, within my stability, within my practices. And the best way to follow me along on this endeavor, on this threshold that I'm crossing is to follow me on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. That's linked down below in the show notes. TikTok is one of my favorite places to be. So find me on TikTok. It's if you want the username, it's Brittany underscore underscore Marie underscore. I know it's a bit excessive, but Brittany underscore underscore Marie underscore. And I would love to be following you and following what you guys are doing, how you guys are stepping into your era and seeing what content that you are starting to build within this great, beautiful world that we have, that we are choosing, that we are claiming for ourselves. Now, speaking of TikTok, (laughs) it's time for me to play a TikTok. This TikTok is from, her name's Danielle. She calls herself Big Sister. And in this video, she's talking about radical self-acceptance. The Imaginary Tea sent this to me on TikTok, and I'm so grateful to her. Imaginary Tea, if you were listening, thank you for the hook up. It's honestly, it's the perfect soundbite for this episode, this conversation. All of these thoughts that have been like really sitting in my mind and Imaginary Tea, just thank you so much for thinking of me, thinking of this format and sending it my way. You have helped enrich this conversation. With that, let's dive in and I'll see you on the other side. I'm feeling so incredibly happy and free and I want to tell you about it. And I'm going to explain what I mean when I say that there is no other path than the one that you are on, but there are multiples that can spring from it. So I've been feeling pretty pensive for the last few days. It's kind of had me in my feelings. I'm the type of person that over the last lifetime, I have found myself in and out of thinking where I should be, where I shouldn't be. Am I doing the right thing? And I mean like anxiety city. And in this life, we are caught in this never ending crossroads of who you should and shouldn't be, what you should and shouldn't have done, how you should feel guilty for your past while feeling inspired by your future. There's no shortage of people telling you what you have done wrong and how you should have done it without having lived your life at all. And so here is something I want to introduce you to the concept of. Now, I don't know you. I don't know what your path has been. What I do know about you is your heart is beating, your blood is red. We need oxygen to survive. We are just like flung out into this world. Get out there, do your best. There's no manual. Gee whiz, I hope your parents loved you enough. There is immeasurable pressure in every area of your life, your romantic life, your work life, your friendships, your family, where you're going, where you're coming from, who you want to become, who you should have been, to be in a state of performance, to be 
be someone to everybody else but to yourself. There is a never-ending pressure to be the person it takes a lifetime to become. We see a lack of compassion, intimacy, connection in our dating culture, in our relationships. It stems from not having that with ourselves. And I just want to say how deeply okay it is for you to be yourself, for you to be who you are. You have lived the story you've lived and when you look back on it you will see there is no way it could have turned out any other way than how it has done. All of this struggle to rid your life of pain, regret, mistakes, to believe that in order to become the best version of yourself you need to be free of any of that rather than using all of that to feed into you. You are not what you go through, you are how you respond and become on reflection of it. And so when I say there is no way for this to have unfolded any other way than it has done, what I am saying is there is no parallel universe where this has planned out any differently. You have had to learn the lessons you've learned to become the person you want to be. That was the absence of knowledge you have. Those are your tasks. I don't mean this in like a soul searching sense. I mean that the fantasy of you being anyone other than you is so dehumanizing and that it is only through those challenges, through those trials, through those struggles that you are able to sharpen that sense of self. And so there is no way for this to have gone any other way than how it has done. But there are multiple ways for it to go from here. We always have a choice to learn and grow. That is the beauty of life. You own your journey, you own your mistakes, you own your sense of self. This is yours. And you will find the compassion, the care and the understanding from others who want to live life with you. But it starts with wanting to live life with yourself. When I was thinking about the effect, when I was thinking about the conversation, when I was thinking about the impact that I wanted this episode to create, I was thinking of this, I was thinking of what this video, what this message does. And that Danielle tells us the situation. She gives it to us straight, but she also gives it to us in a place of empowerment, a place of hope, a place of true ability to own ourselves and own our journeys. Of course, I've always known I've been holding the reins in my life, but now being on the other side of this, it just, it feels so different because with freedom comes great responsibility. When I ended my relationship, I was saying goodbye to my companion that also ended up uh, causing me to say goodbye to all of my other friendships. I am not in connection with my family. And so the family that he had, I no longer had access to. I was very much an island. I was very much by myself. And the friendships that I had outside of those spaces were pretty surface level. Um, people that I had a lot of care for and that I thought of, but I didn't actually have meaningful relationships with. And, um, you know, I, at this time I had already, you know, diverged from my family's obligations and my family's expectations that were put upon me for my life and the way that I lived it. Um, but now having that, you know, kind of divorce, having that separation from all these other people who I wanted to be worthy of, who I wanted to love and be loved by, and this partner that I had that dictated so much of the way that I was going about living my life. There were a lot of voices that had a say on my life and a lot of things that I assumed people had a say over my life. And that's part of the reason why it was so easy for me to settle the way that I had, for me to turn my back on who I really was, for me to not show up as my true self, even to myself, to hide me from me. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why it was so easy for my body to get as sick as it did because emotionally, mentally, and even physically, I was trying to reform 
trying to reshape and just denying my truth. And it's really, really fucking painful. (laughs) It is so painful. It is exasperating. It's exhausting. The amount of work to uphold that, the amount of work to do. And what reward are you getting? What reward are you getting at the end of this? And so I was beholden because that was my choice. I was beholden to all of these other views. But now at the end of this, at this decision that I made to end this relationship, I gained this freedom. And that is what I meant when I said with freedom comes great responsibility because I can no longer now look at these other people. I can't look at these other relationships. I can't look at these other friendships. I can't look at these other family members. The only place that I can look at now is myself. Everything that I choose, that I do, that I become is on me. I can no longer point Again, and as grateful as I am for the freedom, the responsibility is a is a hard pill to swallow. And I've been so deep in my feelings about so many different things. And even though I have lost so much weight, I have had a lot of emotional feelings about my body and the way that my body looks. I have been very emotional about the friendships that I have formed and I have created about my friendships and about these new friendships that I put so much love and care into and, you know, being concerned that there's problems there when, when they're not there. I've been in a huge roller coaster when it comes to my business and my professional pursuits. I've been so emotional about love and romance and something that we don't need to get into, but but you know, just my my heart has been pulled in so many different directions, you know, not even knowing for sure every day, somehow my mind kind of always changes. It changes on where I want to be and where I want to go and what kind of lifestyle I want to have. And it changes a little bit every day and it's changing to the same like five or six things, you know, it's just a rotation. And going through that over and over and over again is part of my CPTSD, which I'm starting to realize within this last, actually this last week of me recording this. It's, you know, just the processing, the freedom, that freedom and the the consequences of that freedom and the consequences of all these different choices, right? So it, I think for me, being in my feelings as deeply and as severely as I have has actually been an incredibly healthy place to be. Remember I said earlier, what is irrational for somebody else is rational for me, is rational maybe for you. So I've been really, really punishing myself lately for crying over things and people that I told myself I had no business being emotional over. And that's such bullshit. As Danielle, big sister, was saying, I had to go through all of these experiences and all of these lessons, no matter if I went through them in a rational way or not, I had to go through them so that way I can come to this place where I trust myself. I have been villainizing what I have needed to feel into in order for me to understand my truth. I would never damn my creative process. I would never look at my creative process and be so judgmental over it. So why am I being so cruel to myself over my emotional process? The emotional process that 
I have to go through, just me, that I have to go through because it's my journey. These are my choices. These are my decisions in order for me to come to this place of trust and love for myself. This episode in this conversation in this era is called the reclaiming your power era because claiming your power means to claim your choice. So me choosing to villainize my emotions is a choice that takes away from my power. What would be better is for me to honor my emotions and to honor that scope and to honor the roller coaster of it all. Because the roller coaster, although it's hard, is teaching me so much about myself. And if I can lean into it and embrace it, then I'll be able to take so much more with me the next time. And maybe the emotional roller coaster will be able to stop at some point. But the more I resist the truths that are coming through here, the more that I you know, make this a bad thing, the more that I'm going to be in that bad energy. And I'm not going to be in my power and I'm going to feel powerless. You are holding the reins on your life. I am holding the reins on my life. And for us to claim our power, we have to claim that truth. We are claiming the reins over our sense of self, who we believe ourselves to be, what we know ourselves to be capable of, what it is that we want to do, what it is that we want to have within our life. You know, we are holding the reins over our choices, you know, who we choose to be, how we choose to respond to the people, things, ideas that enter our life. We always have choice. We hold the reins over what is a should and what is a should not. Danielle was talking about that in her video. What is a should and what is a should not? Are we allowing family members determine that for us? Are we letting society determine that for us? Are we letting the people and these quote unquote rules determine that for us? Or are we defining what is a should or should not? within what's right for our life, what's in within our truth. We are holding the reins over where we are applying the pressure to be something, do something, get somewhere, get certain results. Where is that pressure coming from? We are putting that on ourselves and we are accepting that pressure. We are holding the reins on that, on how fast you are supposed to be, on how fast it's supposed to take you to become someone. I made the choice that I could only be who I wanted to be if I got there within a six-month period. Well, it's six months now, babe. Are you still, are you going to give up? Are you going to give up on your truth? Hell no, I'm not going to do that. And I have the power and I have the choice to say that I'm not going to give up on what I know to be true. We have the reins over the way that we connect with others. Are you reaching out to people? Are you reaching out to people who you know don't care about you, who don't think about you? Are you waiting for someone to reach out to you, someone who you know doesn't care about you and doesn't think about you? Um, or are you choosing to connect with people who have expressed that they adore you, that they want to see you, that they want to talk to you, that they want to spend time with you? Are you waiting for someone else to reach out to you because you feel like you've put too much into the relationship and you're not getting enough back out? Is that a sense of you balancing your power, how you're navigating these things with other people? You know, you having the reins over making yourself available to others, 
maybe having access to you when they don't deserve to have access to you, having um, open doors with those who have hurt you or show you less than you deserve, you know, or you are choosing whether or not you have the need for someone to respond. Do you need that person to respond or do you just need someone to respond, someone who is on your level and wants to be in this friendship, relationship, whatever ship with you? Where are you placing the shoulds and shoulds nots? Where are you choosing? Where are you surrendering? Where are you giving up your power? You have the choice to either grow or you can stay still. There is not a wrong choice here, though. I want that to be clear. Whether you choose to grow or whether you choose to stand still, there is not a wrong choice in that. But you making sure that your growth or your stillness is a choice is essential in you claiming your power. You know whether or not growing or staying still is what's going to make you happy and within your alignment. So choose wisely and choose what's best for you. Choose what gives you your power. You choose your reality. You choose how you spend your time. You choose what you dream about. You choose your attitude when you wake up in the morning and look to seize the day. Me, I can choose to panic or I can choose to have trust in my path, my journey, my vision. I can choose to be alone or I can choose to ask for help. I can choose to focus on happiness or I can choose to think about the sorrow that surrounds me. Where your focus goes, energy flows. It's your choice. It's your life. Be intentional yet kind to yourself with the choices that you are making. That is how you claim your power. That is how you claim your truth. That is how you step into the person that you are becoming. Claim your power by claiming your choice. Claim your power by claiming your choice. Oh my gosh. That just all really came out of me, didn't it? (laughs) And I'm sitting with it. I'm sitting with it and I will be continuing to sit with it and I'll be continuing to think about this and thinking about the limitations that I have put on myself with my own power and the way that the freedom that I have has this great responsibility. I would love to know, send me a cheeky voice note on how you are reclaiming your power with your choices. What choices are you going to be making? What are you putting out there? What are you manifesting? What are you choosing to no longer resist? Send me that cheeky voice note. I would love to feature it on the show and potentially be having a real conversation with you within my inbox. If you haven't downloaded the resistance audit yet, what are you doing? We talked about it before. It is a great mover shaker. Do it. You're going to love it. If you have the resistance audit, please let me know. Are you loving it? Are you hating it? (laughs) Are you struggling with it? Let me know. We can have a real conversation about this. I want this to be as effective and empowering for you as possible. So give me your feedback. Let me know. Is it five stars? Is it one stars? Where are we at here? Follow me on TikTok if you want to see how I'm growing and moving and shaking this thing. And next week, we're going to be starting a kind of mini series. We're going to have some repeat guests over on the show. We're going to have Crystal Smith Aguero and Danielle Redford, who before I told you about, we started Project Reimagining Business, all about helping creatives make that bank and be fulfilled in their life through their creative choices. We're going to first start off with 
talking about what it means to be a fruitful muse. This is an episode that you are not going to want to miss. It's going to be very juicy (laughs) and fruitful. I'm excited to see you in it. I'm excited to have our guest come back on the show and to tell you more about this beautiful, gorgeous thing that we have been building and crafting for you, dear listener, and for you to tune in and figure out, is this something that is a part of your journey or just something for you to carry in your heart as you step into the person that you are becoming? Either way, I am here with you. If you are here with me, give me those sexy five stars. Let's fall in love. Let's do this thing. And until next time, thanks for being here. I will see you then.